Do you want to start a business, get out of the office, achieve happiness and success while crushing life? This is Boss to Boss, the place to be for that extra motivation to get up and follow your dreams while learning from the ones who have already done it. And now for your host, Miro Wieslow. Welcome to Boss to Boss. Today's guest is an expert in creating strategically viral content, getting videos to rank first on YouTube and Google, using cross-channel video marketing for maximum reach. Marley Baird brings next-level video social selling to the marketplace. She works with top dogs like Christy Codrad, Rachel Peterson, Stephen Larson, and has worked events with the likes as such as Gary Vee, Seth Godin, uh, Randy Zuckerberg, and Robin Sharma. She is not only interested in massive uh, returns on investments and extraordinary impact, Marley also and her team work to provide support around their private clients so that they can focus on what their movement is meant for, changing their family, business, community, and the world. Marley Baird, it's a pleasure to have you on. How are you doing today? I am so good. Thank you for having me. That's a million-dollar smile. Uh, I'm, <laughs> well, sure, I'm sure you've heard that before. <laughs> Part of my story that will come out, I'm sure, very soon is that I used to be a dental hygienist. Oh, wow. Okay. So that is, <laughs> that totally makes sense. Full circle there. Um, but yeah, uh, everybody checking in, whether you're following us on YouTube, Facebook, or you're listening on a podcast channel and you want to put a face to the name, just find out more content about Marley Baird. Uh, be sure to check out. Marley, sorry, MarleyBeardMedia.com. It's a tongue twister. I'm sure people have told you that before, right? Uh, a little bit. It's maybe because me, it's the it's the foreigner in me. I'm initially from Poland. I don't oh, know. Maybe, maybe it's just maybe it's just me. So that's MarleyBeardMedia.com. Uh, Beard spelled B-A-I-R-D. Or you could check her out on Instagram forward slash Marley underscored Beard or Facebook forward slash Marley Beard Media. So yeah, it's uh, definitely a pleasure to have you on. Do you want to give us a little bit more about your background though? Like how you got to here and where you're at in this beautiful, fancy, nice office. Um, <laughs> I want to tell, like, if you don't mind sharing a little bit. Yeah. Listeners. Well, I was a dental hygienist before that. I was working in radio and I worked in event management. Um, but I went to dental cause it seemed like a solid career, but I knew that I didn't want to do it always. It was kind of just like a good career while I figured out what I wanted to be when I grew up. Mm -hmm. And in every position, I was never really, I never really stuck to, you know, what the boss says to do. And I just, I never really fit in that circumstance. And so uh, I was, I was, like I said, a dental hygienist in between patients. I was always, I was bored. Like how fun is cleaning teeth all day, every day? Like people don't like going to the dentist. So working for one isn't always that great. I did like the office that I worked for. I had good people, mm -hmm. but um, but I was pretty bored. So between patients, I started doing the dental office's social media. And from there, the IT guy for the office said, hey, you're pretty good at this. Can I refer you to one of my clients? Well, he referred me to all of his clients and I got really busy. And I got to the point where I was like, like, this is a business. Like, this is wow. I didn't realize I could do this for a living, like play on social media. I was good at it. And, um, and to get more visible, I started making videos for myself to try to get more clients and get myself out there more. And some of these videos really took off. 
And so I thought, well, I wonder if I could reverse engineer this for my clients, like mm -hmm. make them YouTube videos and videos that actually create income and profit, not just, you know, drown in the algorithms on Facebook and get lost. So then we started doing exclusively video and we are a video marketing agency now. So tell me the videos that went viral, were they dental videos? No, gosh, no. I don't. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with cleaning teeth anymore. No, but I mean, it had to be a good start, right? Because you definitely got noticed, right? The videos that we started with were all about social media because, of course, oh, okay. I was making videos to attract my ideal audience, my ideal mm -hmm. clients. So I was making videos giving tips about what I knew, my expertise in social media and, and getting noticed online. So, And what was like the video that you hit and you're like, wow, this is uh... – this, this is it. This is, uh, this is, this is feels nice. Yeah. Uh, the first I'll, one, the first one was a video called how to use Canva. And so Canva, the graphic yeah. design software and that video it now has over, I think over 250,000 views. It gets oh, 1500 wow. organic views per week. There's a lead magnet in it. So people are signing up for my email list all day, every day. If you go to Google and you type in how to use Canva, out of over, I think it's like 6 million results, my video shows up there first. So that's the power of YouTube that people can find your content all the time. And that video- I'm gonna has, test that right now. Yeah, test it out, <laughs> check it out. And that might even be more than 6 million. Um, because of that video, yeah. I was invited to LinkedIn. LinkedIn asked me to, like they flew me down to California and asked me to film some videos for their training platform. And that video was the beginning of everything. Wow. Um, so how did it feel like, you know, just the day before, not the day before, but there, you know, you were just an assistant at an, at an office in a dental office and here you are uh, being flown in. They flew you in. Yeah. It was they actually flew you in to LinkedIn. Wow. Mm -hmm. What what was going through you? Like the emotion, like uh, where did you feel like this is where I belonged all along. I knew I was going to be here. <laughs> I always felt like every time I was in school, like even high school, mm -hmm. I never really fit in with what everyone says you're supposed to do and didn't really want to go to college, university, but it was just what everyone does. So I did follow the crowd for a while, but mm -hmm. even when I was in it, I didn't really have a lot of friends because I didn't really get along with those people. Like we didn't have the same insights or even like problems, you know, we didn't relate. Um, which I was okay with. Like, it wasn't like, oh, boo-hoo, I don't have friends. I was like, you know yeah, what? Yeah, that could really make or break someone too, right? Because yeah. especially at that age. Yeah. I kind of hung out with a, like an older crowd because, I don't know, just maturity levels. I felt like I wanted to be with people who were at a different place in life that I could always learn from. And that's interesting that you bring that up. Do you feel at all, at any point in time, like, did you miss out on anything? Because some people, I I've had like interviews and there's something I asked like, a uh, few past guests, um, especially the younger ones that, you know, they, they went and they just went so hard at it. It's like Caleb Maddox. When I talked to him, he went so hard at things. And, you know, I, I always ask him, like, do you feel like you missed out on things? Do you feel like you missed out on that childhood? Or uh, what's your answer to that? How would mm, you... That's a cool question. I mean, there were always things in my life. Like, I think you always have those. What ifs? like, Oh, what if I did this? What if I lived here? What if I did this opportunity? The only only what if I have ever had in my life because really I do feel like that even though I never went with the crowd that I was always doing things that were abnormal to yeah. society was I love the the life that I have and I think that I experience things that most people never do 
So I love that about what, what I've done and that breaking the mold allowed me to have those opportunities. The only what if I've ever had in my life was when I lived in Toronto, which is on the other side of the country from where I live now, um, I was living in Toronto and um, I had this terrible week. Uh, my boyfriend broke up with me. I lost my job <laughs> and I had no money because I just spent all my money on this like brand new apartment and furnished it and then got fired from this job. And I'm like, I walk out of the office that day and the sun is shining and I'm like, I should be crying right now. I am really sad that I lost this job. Mm -hmm. At the same time, like, I feel like this is for a reason. And so what most people do when they lose a job, they hustle to try to find the next one. And so I put out a ton of resumes and like walked, like opened so many doors. But at the end of it, I was like, you know what? I just feel like I need to go home instead of like I was in Toronto and I was like, I need to go home to where my family is and just kind of have a like a reset. And so I, I packed up everything, put it on a moving truck. I was going to spend another week in Toronto just to say goodbye to friends and then follow and go home. And it was almost like as soon as the moving truck took off, I got a call from I don't know if I should say the name just because I don't, I don't know if this person wants the story to, yeah. to get out there, but a massive best-selling author who has books in like 15 different languages is known across the world. Huh. And he called and, and this was someone that I was in touch with at my previous uh, job that I had just gotten fired from. And he said, you know, are you, are you available? I would love to hire you to be my executive assistant, come across the world with me to my speaking engagements and, and work with me. And my goodness, that was like, what an amazing opportunity to work with this person that I really look up to that is so world renowned and to also have the experience to travel with him and, and learn from him and work alongside him. And I said, I, all my stuff is just on this moving truck. I just <laughs> like, I wish you would have called me like an hour ago right before they put it on the truck. Yeah. And so I'm like, can I, can I have some time to think? And he said, yeah, you know, like I don't even need you to start for like another month. So mm -hmm. take all the time, go home, rest, be with your family. And when, when I got home, I actually had another amazing job opportunity show up, um, working in event management, putting on concerts and events with big celebrities. So I chose between the two and I chose to be where my family was. Mm -hmm. And of course I don't regret it. I met my husband shortly after and I am where I am now. But that's always been one thing that I'm like, you know, that was the fork in my in the road in my life. Yeah. I wonder what would have happened. That's crazy because usually, you know, not good thing, not good things don't happen that quick, right? Right after such a crazy, you know, such a bad time in your life and tragic moments, and here you are with two amazing decisions, that, you know, and they made it even harder because it's yeah. like, wow, oh wow. Oh, wait. So, yeah, you definitely, definitely safe to say you're not missing out. That's for sure. And yeah, crazy how things kind of work out, right? You know, just yeah. did you. Uh, so this person that you had a chance to be the assistant for, uh, the executive assistant, is it someone that you just met through starting to do your videos while you were still no, at your previous job? This was, I worked for the company that I had gotten fired from. It was a company where we put on conferences with best-selling authors and big name speakers. Oh, And okay. so they were a speaker at the events that I would help produce. And so we were working together quite often. We got to know each other. And then when, uh, when I was let go from the job, we just reconnected and he offered me that job. Wow. Do you, uh, this moment's like, do you still keep in touch with the person? Yeah. Like, I do. Okay. 
Awesome. Wow. That's, uh, that's quite a story. And, uh, just like where you, where you were at and where you are now. And did you know, like, was there a point in the road, you know, obviously you were amazing at being a dental hygienist, but did you know that that wasn't for you that you're like, I need to be a boss. I need to just kind of be in control. It, it doesn't, I hate to use the word boss so often. I like to just, you know, someone that's in control of your life mm -hmm. and what's going to happen next. Was there that point in the road that it clicked? I always knew, even when I was in school for dental hygiene, that it wasn't going to be my life, okay. like that I wasn't going to do this for that long. I didn't know what it looked like, though. Like, I didn't know that I was going to be an entrepreneur. I used to watch my first exposure to being an entrepreneur was the show The Apprentice with Donald Trump. And so I would watch that show and I thought, how cool is that? Like, <laughs> could I be an entrepreneur? And so I just kind of had that question in my mind, but I never, I don't, I don't think if this business didn't fall in my lap, I don't know how I would have. And sometimes that's the best way for things to come about is when they do fall in your lap organically. Because if I was chasing after something, I feel like that push to, to get something is so necessary. But also when it just, when it just naturally comes into place, mm -hmm. it's like the path just opens up before you instead of you trying to like dig through the path. So the way that it all came to be was just, perfect i couldn't have designed it better oh wow and did you but like the, the opportunity did you end up starting this business on your own or did you kind of have a few people that wanted to invest in and they're just like oh this is like we, <laughs> we see this in you and we're kind of gonna help you out you know get things going like, no is that... I always i always started on my own like i said i okay. just started i was doing the social media for the dental office and yeah. then got a whole bunch of other local clients who just needed help with social media. Okay. And actually the way that I finally left doing dental was not on purpose. Um, my husband, we were actually two months away from our wedding at the time. He had a terrible, terrible dirt biking accident. He fell off mm. his bike. He fractured both. Um, he fractured his tailbone. He broke both arms. He had terrible road rash. Like his, both of his arms were in casts and like the way that they were, shaped like he couldn't even bend his elbows so, like oh, couldn't yeah, reach oh, his yeah. mouth to feed himself or anything yeah. and so he was broken and two months away from our wedding and he can't work you must have been like i know that's hard on him but for you like uh, you must have been like ah like this the, our oh, wedding. <laughs> wow wow like i can't no. imagine like i'm i'm a, i just got engaged recently and i can't well, imagine like that happening like she would i don't know what she would do <laughs> Well, so I called the dental office and I'm like, I can't come in on Monday and I don't know when I can come back mm -hmm. because I need to take care of him. But at the same time, he can't go to work either. So they're like, we just lost both of our income and our wedding is two months away and we have this beautiful honeymoon planned and I have some social media clients mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay, well that can like kind of cover the bills, but I want to pay for our wedding and I, I don't want to have to borrow money or whatever. So I, that's when I really started to make these videos and go all in and like really hustle hard to, to make it happen. Like I had no choice. And so that's when, that's when the business blew up. So I never had any investors. I didn't, I didn't have like, I just did what I could and built the business from there. And something that is definitely a touchy subject. And, you know, I, I, I like to kind of put listener, you know, put people on the spot as well because it's so important being a female entrepreneur you know how do, how do you feel that that made a difference was it good was it bad did it make things harder you know mm. did it make things easier um i i mean in some ways it makes things easy because 
I mean, there's there's a few ways you can look at it. Is that mm-hmm. entrepreneurship business is a very male dominated industry? Um, I got an industry profession. I'm not sure what to even call it. Like yeah, space. <laughs> um, and so in a way, I have an opportunity where I can stand out as a female. But there certainly have been situations where people have said things to me that are very inappropriate. And, um, and I wish that at the time, sometimes like someone said something to you, you know, when you walk away after you're like, Oh, I wish I would have said this. Um, I, that is like one of the things in my life that I wish that I had stood up to the people, to the person that, that said something, you know, inappropriate and harassing to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and it's kind of funny that that person has come back wanting my help and I'm (laughs) heck no. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. They, they they even had the guts like to come back to you. The thing is, I don't think they realized the things that they said that were inappropriate. Mm-hmm. And if I were to ever see them again, like but over email, I don't, I'm not going to have that conversation. But if I would ever see them in person, I'd be happy to tell them, hey, you said this to me. And I know that you have a daughter yourself. So I think that maybe having that awareness of how that actually affects people might help you in life and in business. So at times it even made it easier, right? Because it, it kind of helped you get into a industry or space that there's not as many right but then yeah. i'm sure at times it it kind of probably took a lot harder to get accepted right because you probably have the people that are not as accepting of the situation right i'm sure um you know i would say that my my gender hasn't been the the most of a struggle you know what the most uh surprising thing was is mm-hmm. like the friends and family that you lose when you up level can you give an example of that just for the listeners that aren't familiar? Yeah, there's certainly like when you when you grow, there are people that are not always willing to grow with you. And it's really unfortunate and disappointing when you think that these people in your life who who you support and you love and that if they had good things going for them that you would be cheering them on, yeah. but not everybody thinks that way. And some people instead are triggered by it or they they get insecure and when you shine it 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 you know makes them insecure so it's unfortunate it's a it's a very good learning experience and it's also really important to know that when that happens it has nothing to do with you and everything to do with them and i also believe that at some point everyone comes back and it's up to you about how you how you decide to respond to that situation. Um, for me, I believe that people show you who you are and you should, who they are and you should believe them. And, uh, and that's, that's how I go about everything. And I just know that what I'm doing is with the highest integrity that I take care of my family, my mm-hmm. husband, we have a good life, um, that everything I do is authentic and in alignment with who I want to be. And that I know that I'm doing something that is making a difference in the world. And if there are people who disagree with that or that they're insecure by that, because of that, then, um, then that's on them and it has nothing to do with me. Wow. That, uh, that, that is deep. I'm sure the listeners will find that very, uh, very meaningful, especially like me. I could even relate to parts of that. Cause I've definitely missed out, you know, on certain people that were in my life and are not so much anymore as, as I grew as an individual, just like you grew. And, um, what did you do to cope with that? Cause I'm sure those moments weren't easy, right? It's probably a yeah. little depression, depressing at times, right? There, there are some that are harder than others, especially mm-hmm. depending on the relationship. Um, really understanding that it has nothing to do with you, which is, is sometimes easier said than done because yeah. you care about those people. And, and sometimes it feels like a really deep betrayal. Also realizing that anyone who is 
criticizing you or making you feel bad is never doing more than you are. They're, they're not people that, that you want to give your, your opinions to, or that, that you want to take their, their judgment. And the biggest regret that you can have is changing or limiting the impact that you were made to, to make in the world because of someone else's opinion. So kind of going past that now, uh, I, 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 I believe that that's very, very important. And, you know, it's something that I know a lot of people struggle with and especially the ones that aren't here yet. You know, the ones that are contemplating, do they go into entrepreneurism or they don't? Because clearly you're demonstrating it hasn't been easy, right? It's been definitely ups and downs, ups and downs, right? And you're still probably getting through things every day. And what would you tell to someone that is contemplating? Um, like me, you know, two years ago, I was sitting in a cubicle myself and I hated everything I was doing, but I invested all my time, my money, my parents' money, uh, everything to what I was doing, to my career, to my education, but I left and it was the greatest thing I ever did. But that, that's for me. What would yeah. you say to that person? It's never, it's never easy, but it's always worth it. That even if you try and fail, those failures are your stepping stones to mm -hmm. get higher and higher that you might see someone who is so successful standing on top of a mountain, but what you don't realize is that mountain was built from their failures and their struggles. So anytime that you think, well, I, I'm scared to do it, or I don't know if I'm going to succeed. Good. Keep going. Right. Like, go in that direction. <laughs> there, if you have any desire to do something more than what you're doing right now, the fact that you're waiting on it means that you're being selfish. And I know that that sounds what do you mean I'm being selfish? I'm, I'm waiting until the moment's right. But think about all the people that you could be impacting that are waiting for you to step into that. And if you decide for some reason that you're not ready and someone out there is waiting for the life preserver that you're holding and you're not willing to throw it out to them, shame on you. Doesn't that, I know that sounds pretty brutal. No, that's awesome. Think about it that way. That's awesome. I'm so glad. I'm so happy you share that. And I know the listeners will appreciate that. I, we, I've had, yeah. say it again. Some tough love for No, you. that is, that is tough. It's great. Cause I've, I've interviewed numerous people and everyone has a different stance, different way of looking at it. And, um, by the way, uh, is that water in a Starbucks cup? Yes. It's in a Disney Starbucks cup. <laughs> okay. Cause a life hack I just learned about is at the airport that you could go to the Starbucks and get a free water. Supposedly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cool. that's why I, I just, I don't know why that was on my mind, but you know, <laughs> instead of paying for like a $7 water bottle, you could get a oh, yeah. that way. But <laughs> back to what I was going at, like I've asked that question so many times and the way you looked at it and yeah, that is a very, very tough love because wow, there could be that one person or just whoever it is and your impact by what you could be doing, you, the selfish reasons that you're staying put you're not making that impact. You're not changing that person's life and changing your life. Wow. Did I summarize that pretty well? That's exactly it. And for people who might think, well, I want to be able to reach a hundred people, a million people. Um, what about just that one? Isn't that one person enough? Like when I look at my business and who I'm able to impact, anytime I create any piece mm -hmm. of content, anytime I create a video or anything, I'm thinking about the one person I'm going to change. Because if I change that one person, I'm going to change their family, their community, and the world. But it starts with that one person. Well, trying to start it with that one person, what was the funnest project you've ever done when you impacted that one person? I honestly, my weekly YouTube videos, I put out videos every single week. And every time I speak to the camera, 
I'm thinking of one person that I want to that I want to send this to. So before I even hit record on the camera, I create a person in my mind and imagine I'm speaking right to them that they're the people that need to hear this. And if there are any concerns from, from people who are listening of, oh, the more I put myself out there, the more haters or the more judgment that comes. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. But if there's that one person, that should outweigh the haters or the negativity that you get. And so that's what also fuels me when I hit the record button and I am creating content is that one person needs me. Even if I get 10 people who say you suck, I don't care because I, I help that one person. I love that. No, that's such a great way to look at it. And I can just feel the passion from you uh, rubbing off. So that's uh, that's great. I hope the listeners feel that as well when they're uh, tuning in. Everybody, everybody, just to uh, make sure you can put the face to the name if you're listening on one of the podcast avenues and you're not watching on YouTube or Facebook, be sure to check out Marley Baird. That's MarleyBairdMedia.com or Marley underscore Baird on Instagram, Facebook as well, Marley Baird Media. Um, definitely. And then you could get her link to the YouTube, YouTube channels through there as well. Um, yeah, though, this is, this has been some good stuff. And, uh, now, now we're on to our listeners favorite, favorite <laughs> segment of the show. Welcome to the round with no name. Cause they're all taken. We can't always be so serious. You know, we gotta, we gotta throw a couple curveballs at you. All right. I like but, it. Um, but you'll never know which question serious or not. So. Here, here we go. My producer, go. my producer, he lurks in the background. Uh, you, you only get five seconds to initiate an answer. We don't want you thinking about this too much. <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, he comes out, and I don't know what he does. I, I don't want to have to deal with him. I know he just he gives me a hard time, and I, I don't want to deal with it. Okay. So, uh, without further ado, this is where like the cheesy, corny music comes in, but we can't hear it. So. Uh, <laughs> Let's do it. Okay. Who is or has been your greatest mentor? Alex Sharpen, no question. What is your favorite book? Um, Alex Sharpen has a great book, The Entrepreneurial Personality Type, or I just read uh, David Goggins' bi biography called Can't Hurt Me. That was a really great one. That one is really good. Yeah. Uh, oh. Wow. Yeah, I was, I'm actually in the middle of that one. That one is amazing. Yeah, um, I didn't read that one. Yeah, I was like in the middle of running, and I think I ran the fastest I ever ran. Well, uh -huh. at least at least <laughs> at least now, not like when I was more in shape back then. But <laughs> what uh, what is your favorite movie? Oh, um, favorite movie. I know I'm not supposed to think. I really love Walter Matthau movies, and so it's like old school, but The Odd Couple. I don't think I've ever seen it. I know I know what you're talking about, but most I don't think people I've ever seen haven't. It. Yeah. Or if I want to go with something new, The Greatest Showman was amazing, and there's so many parallels to entrepreneurship in that movie. So that's a great one to watch. I've been told. I've been told. I need to. I need to write that one down. Check check it out afterwards. How do you drink your coffee? I don't. Ooh, curveball. <laughs> tea. How do you drink your tea? I also don't. I don't Ooh. do caffeine. Is it because the teeth or no way? No, I just, I just don't. I never liked caffeine or I just, just don't do it. So if there is one item that you must consume every day, it could be food, beverage. What is it? I drink over a gallon of water every day. Okay. So, okay. So you're just constantly filling up all day. Yep. Pretty is much. The one, is there like a specific type of water? Do you make sure it's like specific pH levels and, you know, so, one brand? I don't know. I have like a filter on my tap so that it uh, cuts out all the chemicals or whatever that comes in tap water. And that's pretty simple. What if you're out and about traveling? 
I'll I'll have to settle for tap water there too. Ah, okay. What if it's like a crazy country, like somewhere? Okay. In those cases, we go to the storm and get a whole bunch, of, like a big jug of water. We're, we're we just we really we really want to know. Some listeners are very very intrigued by these questions and answers, so yeah, we, uh, we we need to dive down and you know really really get to the root of all you. possible situations. Yeah. If you had an unlimited amount of money, and you could start mm -hmm. up any business, anything you want, it can't be your own though. What would it be? Ooh, I was going to say, can't I just keep building this one? Dang. Nope. Um, my husband, like I said, loves dirt biking and he has always dreamed about having his own track. So we would probably buy a whole bunch of land, build an awesome dirt biking track and probably get, build our house like right on the land. Um, so it would be a, a dirt biking business. Oh, I like that. And he still continues to this day. Oh yes. Yeah. You can't stop him. He actually as soon as he healed. He got back on the bike and broke his wrist. And then I said, you are not allowed to get back on that bike until after the wedding. <laughs> Wait, wait. He broke another bone before the wedding? Before the wedding, yeah. That is crazy. Oh, yeah. man. That's just like a cringeworthy moment. Oh. <laughs> I, try, I really try to like let him have his freedom to do things, but in that case, I was like, I need you to walk down the aisle in one piece, okay? Please just promise me that. Please, please. One thing, one thing. Oh, well, if you are ever, hopefully you don't have to be, but if you are ever stranded on an island for the unforeseeable future, and you could only have one item with you, it can't be a person, what would it be? My iPhone. Ah, that's like a theme. Everybody says <laughs> iPhone. But what if there's no internet? Okay, then that is a problem because like, what am I going to do? Problem, Play solitaire yeah. all day? Exactly. Um, and no, and it would die because iPhones die after like a it day. It would die. There's no, there's no charging. Yeah. Dang. Um, I don't know. I guess like a journal. I like that. That's a good answer. Um, yeah. Lots of time to reflect. Yeah, lots of time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're probably gonna you're gonna need like a big journal. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, hopefully it doesn't come down to that moment. But if it does I now, and you need to ever think of the one item you could take with you, and you have two seconds to answer the question, you'll know what to take. Journal. So you're welcome. Thank you. And how do you feel about socks and sandals? Would you take me seriously if I was in a meeting with you, and that's what I had on? Probably not. That's, that's not good. Well, uh, is there anything, what if I came out and I said like the most um, intelligent thing you've ever heard? Would that change your mind? Um, maybe. I, Cause I might think, you know, maybe he's, you know, I actually, I do respect when people are um, minimalists and, and have their decisions like all laid out for them so that they don't get that decision fatigue, like how Mark Zuckerberg wears the same thing every day. But just, I would just question the choice. I could see that. I mean, I could see that. Would you make a video about it? What if, sure. what if, what if I made a video about it? Do you think as a chance going viral? The secrets of socks and sandals for yes. success. Yes. There you go. That's a lot of alliteration. That we, could be good. Can we collaborate on that afterwards? Mm -hmm. I'm down. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Well, you survived. I survived. My producer did not come out. Um, I thought he was about to. I heard the door opening, but uh, we're good. We're good. Um, so yeah, um, Marley Baird, everybody that's Marley Baird media.com. Be sure to check her out. Check out her videos, check out her video, how to Canva, right? How to, uh, how to Canva, how to Canva. Um, well I, cause I actually don't know how to, and my, uh, my marketing associate, she loves Canva. I didn't even know what it was, but she makes the craziest things out of it. And I know that that 
that I mean, yeah, I can see where that video, why it went viral. That's awesome. Well, it's uh, definitely been a pleasure having you on. I'm so glad we connected, and you know, I can't wait to follow your journey and see where you end up next. And uh, I'm gonna leave the mic, you know, yours right now. You know, any final thoughts? Anything you want to share with the listeners? Any uh, anything you're promoting, possibly? Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you for for having me, and I would love to share with you guys. Um, I created a a free masterclass of how to create 60 days of social media and video content in only eight hours. This was one of the big roadblocks for me when I was developing content because I used to spend one day to film an entire, just one video to put on YouTube. And then I also didn't know how to leverage that one video for all my other social media platforms and how to leverage it to actually create an income from it. So I, once, you know, your mess becomes your message. I spent a lot of time trying to develop how to create amazing videos that actually make an impact and, and, and an income. And so I created this absolutely free masterclass that you can get at 60 days of content.com. That's 60 as in the numbers, six, zero days of content.com. It's a free masterclass. It's not like one of those cheesy webinars where they tell you their story for 30 minutes and then pitch you on something. It is actually a step-by-step training. That's awesome. Thanks so much for offering that. I, uh, I'm sure the listeners will definitely find that useful and helpful. We'll be sure to include that that link um, in the in the episode when we promote it. And uh, that's actually something I wish I found myself early on because I I th- did exactly what you said. I would film so much, so much content, and then I'd get overwhelmed and not know what to do with it. And right. I'd pop out like one video or two later in, in a in a month. Yeah, that's it. That's awesome. Well, thanks so much. Uh, thanks for so much for being on. It was definitely, uh, definitely a pleasure. If there's anything else we could ever do, you know, we're, we're here. Absolutely. Thank you so much. That is all for this episode of Boss to Boss. Your next step is to visit boss2boss.com, where you will find proven techniques followed by professionals to help you make that next step. Again, that is boss, the number two boss.com. And remember, the time is now.